Gents, the only thing better than looking sharp is doing so with minimal effort. That goes double for your morning routine because wake-ups are nobody's strong suit. Luckily, the right products can make all the difference in streamlining your regimen and getting you on the move. Get a hand-picked assortment of men's grooming products delivered to your door every month. Head online to Birchbox.com and check out Birchbox! Listen to Russell and Beth, have a chit-chat, with thought-provoking ideas and compelling facts. Don't care way, worries for another day. Let your music play. play. Dun, 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 frag a rock. Down a frag a rock. Down a frag a rock. Down a frag a rock. Then it got intense. You're listening to Russell Brand and Matt Morgan and Mr. G on the Russell Brand podcast. To Fraggle Rock, it was just, there was a lot of dimensions. There was the real world, as represented by the bloke out of porridge, the, the dog, lighthouse keeper. Then there was the Fraggles, and then the Fraggles had the doozers, and they also had those giants that lived in their garden. And there's Uncle Travelling Mac, who visited the human world. It was about different levels of consciousness. Five and the trash heap. Trash heap. Trash heap has yeah. spoken. Oh, she my. I found a fraggle in their she, garden. The yeah, them idiots. And they, they had, the, the trash heap was sort of pure consciousness. Those mm. giants, like I don't know what they were supposed to represent. They represent the ego. And then, of course, the doozers, they are the id, are they? I think so, yeah. And the fraggles are just... The fraggles used to eat doozers. Or, no, they used to, they used to eat, eat their, their constructions. The stuff they made. Yeah, but I mean, this isn't getting the baby bathed here on Audio Boom and XFM <laughs> and something in Australia also. Do you want to do a jingle to establish that this is professionalism in motion? Yes. Go on then. Who's that knocking on your door? I don't think Matt can take much more. It's time to call your telephone you the, uh, then a vibe there. Later. Nice. Beautiful. See, uh, the uh, Who's That Knocking At Your Door game still rumbles on, bringing people together, inspiring artists in multimedia. What are you trying to do now, so the telephone one? Yeah. For balance. Add one to your phone. Balance. Number. We're not yourself. the BBC anymore, thanks yeah. to you. <laughs> Hello, we're telephone neighbours. Look at that, the professionalism. Only one person has successfully had a game of telephone neighbours that didn't lead to conspicuous yes. paedophilia proximity. We one can dump person. both games. Move on. Why, what you see, this is a nuclear arms race between you and I, yeah, and only just, when you and I back out together. We bury our games in the sea, and no, concrete. That's how never. they get rid of nuclear weapons. Bury them in concrete in the sea. That's Something like, like a, that. what a child would do. I know. Well, Still there. And threw them at the sun, and that was much better. He was as closest thing we've ever had to a solution, that guy. <laughs> and what did we do? We drove him underground with our racism. Superman, hear? come back. <laughs> do you want to hear something amazing? Yeah, always. Dun, 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 why not do your way through the classics with Matt, Russ and G? He's done it for too long, and either lad? Is he doing a whole concerto? This is an extract from it. Would you mean you cut it down? I think it's been Did he offer any explanation? He just left it in a bag at the door at XFM. Imagine that's what Mozart... Done. I mean, it, it like it, that's how he dictated it. Is that, <laughs> right, I've got this thing. I mean, the thing, the duh comes a bit too easily to that guy, doesn't it? 
He sounds like that may be his main form of communication. Yes, that's it. That to him, all they had to do is hold a tape recorder to his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing that anyway. But nonetheless, thank you for your contribution. It's hardly a jingle. It's more of you embracing but classical like to music. More, of that. more people doing der versions of. Do the your der version. Send them to Audio Boom. We'll play them out, or just do it in the street loud enough, and we shall surely <laughs> hear you. Because the streets is where we are. Matt, I've further embraced this uh, running around mentality. Yes, you're running across fences and stuff. That's right. Like a As the crow flies. My, <laughs> well, I don't claim to solve crime, Matt, or even intervene in crime. If anything, I'm committing an irrelevant crime <laughs> like by just jumping over fences. Today I ran across Kingsway down by Holborn. There's like, all fences there, quite high fences, and they're designed to not be climbed over. There's nowhere to get real purchase. So, but, I still, but I've wedged myself between a fence and a tree and hurled over, and I land in the middle. And the bid- builders there that were working on the electrics way under the ground where the electrical fire that allowed the robbery to take place was they say all the mains is switched off so it's not that dangerous they were from the Midlands stopped there done a few selfies carried on with my run but this morning Matthew you would have loved it like what I've done I climbed into the Barbican again I love it there there's some lovely ducks and lovely duck ponds and that bit of London wall mm-hmm. then I got myself into a bit that I couldn't get out of because I'd had to have jumped down into it's a like car a park game. <laughs> it is like a computer game it is like a when I was a kid I always these kind of computer games hadn't been invented yet I used to think oh, it'd be brilliant if there's a computer game where you could just wander about now there's Grand Theft Auto and those kind of games where you can go off the grid a bit can't you and just yeah. usually ends in mindless free violence free range games well like you know I used to wish those games would be invented but now I've realised that game has been invented in its life just wander off (laughs) (laughs) go and do what you want and like then I couldn't jump down that car park but the bloke that worked there in the Barbican for the Corporation of London he he, goes to him alright the thing is what's lucky about being famous is the instinct when you see a trespasser is hey you're trespassing are you here to cause trouble if you can immediately balance that out with ah you're off yeah. the telly. That right. diffuses yeah. it often. I mean, in some cases, I, uh, I admit one day it's going to exacerbate the problem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to go, you! <laughs> you! <laughs> On top of everything else, it's, it's you. you! Get out of here! <laughs> but in this case, it was just like, oh, you. And then he let me out and we chatted a bit. And then I ran right round the, down to the embankment on the uh, north sort of Are you not scared about being... Like shot or something by no. some sort of. Well, you don't know where you're jumping into. I climbed do down a ladder terrorists? down to the beach. There's like an old iron ladder. I've got some great photos, Matt. You'll love it. There's these people called mudlarks. Do you know about this mudlarks? People who go through the mud on the Thames. Yeah, yeah they're lovely guys. There was Nick. There was Matthew. There was a guy called I think Oz, and they like you know well, Oz. You know Nick found free Roman coins yesterday. Free Roman coins in the mud because there's no oxygen in the mud. They're perfectly preserved. And another day, Nick found an eleven thousand year old axe from a like a pre-Saxon tribe. Imagine that, an axe that's been there for eleven thousand years. One of the blokes, Matthew from Bermondsey, said a very poetic thing. He goes, the reason he likes doing it is he says when he picks up that coin, he goes, it was dropped by a hand in Roman times, and it's like it's been handed to. Him through time. Such a beautiful hmm. concept, you know, like that we're part of an endless procession of history. We're not just h- us here in the moment with our individual agendas and motives. We're in a procession of history. We're humanity marching from the swamps back to the swamps to pick up <laughs> coins. <laughs> you know, like it's, it, play, it situates us nicely. I'm so passionate about this. I'm so passionate, Matt. That's one of the things about me. The other thing is, is like this running around what I'm doing, it like it makes me sort of realize that there's prescriptive geographical space you know you're meant to stay on the path you're not meant to jump over the fence and it's the same psychologically there's only certain places you're meant to go in your own mind in your own consciousness and if you run off the path 
all sorts of chaos can happen and possibly trespassing prosecutions. But nonetheless, but it's none, fun. But you've done all right so far. You've so met, far, I'm met having people a laugh. you wouldn't have met otherwise. Conversations I wouldn't have had. In St Boltoff's Church in Liverpool Street, towards the end of a run, uh, I went in there and Neil, who runs a Port Harbour, I think in Harwich, he said, he's in charge of all the... Har- well, I'm in charge of the harbour. He's a really sort of sweet, lovely man. And he's all, still 98% of the world's freight comes by ship, but a vessel with 20,000 containers on it only has a crew of 20 because of its mechanised so like the power that could be in the hands of those industries isn't because of, because you know the robots are doing the work but none of the none of the paybacks is handed down to us the little people stuff. this is the world I'm living in now That's pretty I'm amazing. hurtling through the world having chin wags in churches down those, in the mud when those uh, big tankers not tankers the big ships with the uh, the big metal crates on yeah remember when one got grounded and by law, you're allowed to take the stuff. Oh, yeah, that's it's brilliant. I remember law. that. And people were living motorbikes What was that? I don't know, but there must be people who could tell us. It was up north somewhere, I think, on the east coast, like sort of norfolk wasn't it? It's like that film Whiskey Galore, isn't it, Matthew? Like, you know, people just sort of went nuts and took stuff. I mean, look at some of these photos. Here's me with my hand on ancient sub-Thames my, Moss there. Right. Have a little leaf through there. Some well, of the things I've found. It's not great for the uh, media. For the ra- I can gallery. explain it. You, do, you can explain it using your powers of poetry. You're Here a writer. Russell with three balloons with faces drawn on saying, oh, there me Nick, are. John <laughs> and Oz. That's me and the rest of the Beatles. It's Beatlemania. No <laughs> Don't go ladder. back in time through that photo. Blimey. <laughs> Crikey, you didn't meet her on the river, did you? <laughs> Doing that. She, with her siren song, she seduced me. <laughs> I was powerless over it. Yeah, it's a, just a pair of leather trousers on a bed here. Yeah, I don't, I'm not getting those. They're awful. They're too shiny. Actually, they're pleather. Oh, no, don't get them. They don't breathe. They no, there don't are some beautiful breathe. pictures there of Russell's run. Hi, Matt and Russell, says Pauline, a person. She goes, do either of you have something that you think has bad karma? I have a lipstick that when I wear it, something terrible happens. Oh, I've got a lipstick, and when I use it, something <laughs> terrible happens. I've tried wearing it on various occasions, but still with the same result. Is that weird? Is it just me? Belly bounce, ling, long, ling, Pauline. She says that uh, she's got a cursed lipstick. Have you got a cursed artefact, Matt? Um... Well, I didn't like that teddy of me. Do you remember that someone very kindly made a teddy of me, but it freaked me you out a little bit. You saw it as being cursed. I thought, well, I wanted to, when the time came to get rid of it, right, yeah. when I was moving and getting yeah. rid of stuff, I was a bit worried that it might have voodoo properties if I left it. It was in, like, some <laughs> landfill and someone, tr- you know, like a truck went over it or something that I... My back would hurt, which it does. Yep, see? If, it, if I... Like, yeah, the bad back still plagues you. Now, if I wanted to say a lock of your hair for reasons that I wasn't willing to go into detail about, that would unnerve you, would it? My hair? Yeah, so it goes, give us a lock of your hair, mate. I just need it. You wouldn't want to give it over? I would give it over. Give us a lock of your hair, then? No, because you'll do black magic. <laughs> ah, see? You are. When it comes to the crunch, you fear the voodoo. What's it for? Voodoo. <laughs> no, I mean, I've got no... Uh, I've got no... Have you got anything cursed? Uh, well, look, I am superstitious. When I see a magpie, I do always do, hello, Mr. Magpie, good day to you, sir, and salute him. God, these, <laughs> these, these runs you do must be bonkers. <laughs> they are crazy. They're crazy. And then if I run over free drains, I always make sure Spit. to apologise to the Lord, you know. <laughs> uh, that's just some of my superstitions. And these new trainers I've got, I've already got beach mud all up them from running down the beach. I uh, they were I accidentally put them on a table when they were brand new, and that's new shoes on the table. That's a that's one of but the that's worst. Got, oh yeah, new shoes doesn't make sense. But shoes on a table that's got hygienic sort of. 
a lot of, I mean, what the problem is it. with like living a life where you're looking for the invisible symbols and communion with the unknown is it does very easily lead to mad superstition, doesn't it? Mm. I like, and I'm always looking for it. Every morning I say, communicate with me, Lord, in signs, and then a cardboard box with 400 grand in it will turn up. <laughs> what do you want from me, Lord? <laughs> what am I to take from this 400 grand? One of my superstitions would be let's not climb over fences in the city of London and try and get into secret places. I love it down those secret places, this Catacombs. Matt, you would love it down there. You've got to get down in mudlarks. You could become one of them in about half an hour. I think if you were well, down there. They've got metal detectors that just dig. One guy, Matthew, he had a metal detector. Oz just foraged with a trowel. Nick wants to start a museum around Greenwich to give children a real experience of history. Hold history in your hands. Matt, don't cheapen that sentence by thinking those thoughts. You, you know what I was thinking? Go on. The, uh, and I think you were there at the Tate Modern. They had a, some artist had done a thing where he dredged every object from the mud of a certain like bit of the Thames mud, right? Mm. And put it all into sort of like museum cases, right? So there was lighters from like two years ago, mm. then Zippos all the way back to Flint's and everything. And he put mm-hmm. them all in, organised it all. And it was amazing. I'm sure me and you went there. Think what secrets old Father Thames holds there, down there in his murky belly. Yeah. Corpses, bodies, broken hearts, trinkets, all down there to be foraged for. In the unoxygenated mud, they are preserved till the mudlarks find them. Fascinating stuff. Mm. Fascinating is it illegal stuff. to take that stuff? I bet it is. I don't think anyone can own it. I, I bet they do. I bet they tell you. They we can. own that. Yeah. And then I went a bit further along and I had to go on a slip slidey bit, like a, like it had been all under submerged by the Thames and it had that sort of like a sort of a mossy beard of algae across this slippery surface and suddenly I was aware, oh god, I could slip and I would hate to die a stupid death, would you, mate? Yeah. Like some sort of stupid oh he slipped over and but died. As you were just losing consciousness, you think, oh this yeah. is embarrassing. <laughs> David Badil uh, told me a really funny thing, like one of the great I think it's someone like and we could check this fact out as a matter uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it's someone like Sophocles, like one of the great ancient Greek Greek playwrights or someone or Aeschylus the comedian like they they died as a result of a bird dropping like birds used to drop tortoises from a great height to crack the shell to peck out the guts and eat them and accidentally I suppose this bird dropped a tortoise on Aeschylus's or Sophocles's head and David Bill said so that brilliant mind that had come over all those plays the last thing he oh, would have thought no. is is that a fucking tortoise what the hell was that <laughs> stupid last thought there must be big birds to pick up a tortoise do you think crows are as clever as people are saying they are Matthew because my friend Meredith claims that one bought her a pen like they had seen a pen through a window and got a one just like it. I mean, they're thoughtful, kindly crows. Well, we did talk about the the kid who'd been feeding crows and then the crows were giving her presents. But seeing a pen and thinking, oh, I saw that pen. She likes that pen. Well, I better just pick one of those up. I don't think that's possible, is it? A kindly crow, a thoughtful crow. I mean, there's, I mean, don't you think when people bandy it about, oh, a crow is as clever as a five-year-old. So that's saying a crow is cleverer than your three-year-old son who's already learned how to be scared of some of the weird stuff you say about his head cracking open an egg. He can use an iPad. He can use an iPad. A crow he can... can a crow use an iPad, although a crow can use a zebra crossing, I saw on a documentary once. What? What? They learned that zebra crossings, what they were, and started to place stuff they wanted cracked on zebra crossings. Oh, right, right, for the cars to go over it. Yeah, but then knowing there would be a hiatus when they could reclaim it, because crows were getting killed as a result of leaving it in places where there was no opportunity. Right, right. So, I mean, that does show some learning. I mean, would... Cohen be able to learn that and only for you I don't want to personalise so. your boy in this I think peril. so but I think there is something in crows but I think all animals are far more intelligent than we give credit for why because what snails 
<laughs> all of them. Well, not snails particularly. Idiots. Idiots. But um, no, there's a lot realize. of things. There's a lot of things like you know when dogs rescue people and well, actually, dogs eat people as well. When people die in their house and their beloved pets after about half an hour of it. Half hour, that's it. Sausages. Sausages. <laughs> Do you know who made that film, Sausages? Adam Curtis, the documentary maker, made Sausages. It was a on that's life. Everything became a dream. That this guy. A story about sausages and a dog saying sausages. There's an advert now, Matt, and you're in charge of adverts, so why don't you do your right. damn advert for... Right. Box space or bird monkey or tit mouse <laughs> or underwear clam or whatever it is this week. It's Mother's Day in the US on the 10th of May. So? And my American so mother-in-law is actually in England on that day. And Why? It's Visiting her, her daughter well, has the relationship. What, mine? With their mother-in-law. Very good. Fine. Strained. No. Strained at all. Is this coming across like ASMR? <laughs> Like Sam, your psychiatrist. I can hear your beard on the microphone, scratching yeah, it. Yeah, it's getting you going, you little bastard. <laughs> Get out of my advert. Go on, do your advert. <laughs> Pro Flowers. Pro Flowers is all you need for Mother's what, Day. What, you do a bit, what's the, the title? Mums in your life, all in one place, all at one time. Relax, with Pro Flowers, you've all got Mother's Day mums. done, yeah. Oh, you got a lot of mummies, haven't you? Well, An easy-to-use website makes making a beautiful gift for Don't your mum simple and quick. Your advert, you Pro flowers are guaranteed to be fresh and beautiful for at least seven days. When you're locked in your advert, Pro Flowers it's like, is offering listeners of the podcast a hundred blooms with a free glass vase for just nineteen ninety-nine, or make a day extra special upgrade to a premium vase and add chocolates for just nine ninety-nine more. Free glass vase. Go free to glass proflowers. Free glass vase. Free glass vase. <laughs> Go to proflowers.com today and use the code. Brand. Brand. Use the code. Matt Morgan is a sellout, and you'll get a free daisy. Okay, eagles in the area surrounding Sicily love turtles. They drop them, and the popular theory is that Aeschylus was uh, one day killed by one. So that's that confirmed. Yeah, because he now. wouldn't have died straight away. Probably he would have laid there going, "Oh, with a tortoise next to him, going, oh, I'm feeling awful too. <laughs> oh, it's just me and you now. He's gonna shoot me right to play." And then the crow came down and started eating both of them. Probably Pick their little eyes out. I'm on the crow side. You are a part crow man. Do you think of me doing as your crow, crow flies runs and yeah, as the crow flies, it's the craze that's sweeping the nation. Why don't you try it as the crow flies? Why don't you, Matt? And not you sweeping G? the nation, is it really? I'm sweeping it. you. It swept me, and it, I wish it would wash me because I've not had a wash for several days. I'm too busy dashing about. You actually can smell me, G, from yep. the other side of the studio. Yeah. It's a shame when that happens. Well, it's because I'm living a different life now. You don't need to be so hygienic if you're not out having monkey business. But at what point do these runs never go back home? Because that's what this is heading to. Like, I've just keep running a la Forrest Gump. Yeah. And but then that you'll was just a... sit down somewhere. And then you'll just be a homeless man. <laughs> as long as I stay fit, though. Oh, you'll be a very fit homeless man. I see you doing your little press-ups on your cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> that's my workout, Matt. Yeah. What, Matt? Yes. <laughs> the dangly thing at the back of your mouth... Oh, is... that's my fact. You've not got a fact. Hang on. The dangly thing oh, yeah. at the back of your mouth is called the uvula. The epiglottis is the fleshy flap further down, not really visible without instruments, that is, which covers your windpipe when you swallow food or fluid so you don't breathe it up. This is probably information that's come about because we were chatting about tonsil stones, the hidden shame. If you suffer from tonsil stones, come to me and Matt. We'll dig it out for you nicely. With a... Matt's got a l- one long finger now on his little 
finger. Probably because he likes a little bit of thing, a little bit of nose bag. Coke nail. <laughs> little coke nail. Um, coke no. Nail well, we get a lot of this where people correct us on lots of stuff we spout as fuck. I'm sick of that. Constantly. Why don't they shut up and let us <laughs> spout? <laughs> no, but I thought the epiglottis was that dangly thing. That, so that did I, the Tom and Jerry punch bag. Yeah, but it's not. What is it? The uvula. I just read the fact. Uvula, you just told well, Listen to this gross bit. This makes me feel sick. Hit me, baby. Also, one more time. just a fun fact: the fontanelle is named as such because physicians of old found that when these soft spots in babies' heads were punctured, the blood spurted out of the baby head like a fountain. Why? That's like a fountain, sir. <laughs> I christened it the fontanelle. <laughs> but my baby. Can we put a thumb on it. No, <laughs> look at it. Let's suck the juice straight out of this nipper. Oh. I suppose infant mortality was so high that a fountain was a positive side effect of just another child death. Well, what, I mean, why were they puncturing it anyway? What about that thing where you puncture it? Trepidation or trepanation or whatever it trepanation, is. Trepanation, yeah. I bet you know everything that's late night internet fair, you, don't that you? That is not... That's be, I only know about that because of, like, medieval, like, Hieronymus Bosch and painters like that. Hieronymus Bosch can't be blamed said, for this with these great critics of the underworld. Someone called Fantacap is on your side and says... I have to listen to you once more blaming Hieronymus Bosch for your crap. <laughs> oh, it was Hieronymus Bosch what done it. Leave Hieronymus well, Bosch out of it. the bankers for everything. It was the bankers. <laughs> it was the bankers that done that hole in a baby's head. It was the bankers. Listen, J-O-I is the future of wanking. Film. Yeah, cool. J-O-I is the That's future a lovely of wanking sentence, from Fantacap. Thank you, Fantacap. J-O-I is the future of wanking. Is it? Jerk-off instruction, which Russell's into, which is where a woman basically... She could do a number of things. ...motherly role, says to him... Or... She, get your little winky boy out. <laughs> My son. Oh, the serpent stirs or crack. It doesn't have to be a mummy. It could be a sister. Ugh. It could be just some sort of dinner lady. Dinner lady's all right. It could be... Uh, who else? I mean, it could be anyone, I think. Some of them are very complex. A lot of these people seem to like to want to worship feet, smoking, and bums. I don't know what's happened to their self-esteem. I mean, how do you pick up, a, like, you want someone to smoke a fag at you? Why would that... What, out of their mouth? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just the just standard smoke. Like this, just one with a fag because on. Smoking's now become a sort of social taboo. It's probably become oh, sexualised. There you go, baby. I'm having a bloody roughman. Yeah. Someone says this. Rusty kittens asks Russ. Years ago, you said on Twitter while you were working on Arthur, you were looking after some canaries. What happened to them? Dead. All dead, I'm afraid. <laughs> Why is this happening? Why are you doing this? You're out of your depth, <laughs> sir. No, Don't touch, touch any more buttons. Oh, the paper touched the screen. Oh, the paper. <laughs> no, it's a rather It was a brilliant choice by me to hear about these canaries. Well, what happened, Matt, was uh, I lived in a flat above a very popular pizzeria, Eastside, New York City. Yeah, who's this playing, Arthur? Not Dudley Moore. No, let's trample over his grave and do the whole film again. Now, the bloke's flat that I stayed in had a bunch of birds, a bunch of goldfish, some little tortoise things in it, and a monkey previously. But the man had taken the monkey with him away. He loved the monkey. And to this day, next to the pizzeria, there's an art installation of this man's relationship with the monkey, complaining because the social services took the monkey away from him for reasons that seem to me legit <laughs> and like, but like after a while I thought these fishes are in too small a bowl so I bought each fish a bigger bowl why? Oh, you want the music? I enjoyed it. I thought you'd it. given up with it. No, I was really trying to stay... Go on, you have to do the beginning again. Bowl. <laughs> Bowl! <laughs> <laughs> I put my cat on a running machine in that flat. 
Is that bad? Well, the place just sounds like somewhere to torture animals. <laughs> he was meant to be like moaning that someone had took a monkey off him, right? Yeah. He'd left canaries and stuff to someone with no ability to look no after skill him. Set. Who brought a cat? It was like Tweety Pie. I mean, my cat just went through there. This was a cat I had called Krusty. It just ate every cat. Krusty the cat. Krusty the cat. Yeah. What's wrong with that? When have you ever talked about Krusty the Cat? I've got a secret life, baby! <laughs> I remember Krusty. That was with your... Go on. X5. <laughs> That's right. Bring it up. Bring it up. Krusty. Krusty. Krusty now in a landfill. <laughs> Krusty's living the Vido Loco, most likely. Is he? Of course she is. <laughs> she's a, she she's is. a girl. All oh, right. I think, yeah, she's Go on, a, then. You wow, put her on a treadmill. Well, yeah. I've done that just to see what would happen. And what I didn't... Did not. Happen? It liked it. It just trotted along happily. It would be brilliant, actually. It was fun to watch for me, the human participant in all this. Mm. But Krusty ate several goldfish. Out, <gasps> I know. Uh, the tortoise, little turtles. The canaries, as I recall, survived. I mean, it was a lovely flat, um, but it was a <laughs> bloody menagerie. It was a lot of pressure when you're just hiring a flat out to stay while you're doing a film, like to take on all this extra burden. As Were well you meant to feed the animals then? Well, no, I didn't. But no, no, <laughs> no I took cat. that. I, t- <laughs> I took that burden upon myself, just out of basic human kindness, Matt. I like thought, well, it's up to me whether or not I let these die, and I chose no, let them live, and but many of them, died. no, no, they perished. It was absolutely right, so carnage. Well, that's actually a rather horrible story. Well, hold on, not for the cat on the treadmill. <laughs> Fit as a fiddle, that cat. Now I imagine wherever it is, living a glorious life. Now mm. what? Now the hell what? So, uh, hold on a minute, we drifted somewhat away from wanking, didn't we? Yes, what the hell's wrong with this show? J-O-I. No, come on, let's go away from it. Hold on a minute. Hello, Russell, says Chris. I've been binge listening to your podcast. Never do that. Never binge listen. Just have a little listen. Go and sit down, look out the window. You go mad if you listen to this for too long. I know. Yeah. I listen to one Be the other in it, that's my head in. It's annoying to be in. To listen to <laughs> must be sheer torture. <laughs> um, this person's been binge listening, so imagine the state of mind. Probably the kind of state that induces that duh, 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 send us your classical things to audio. Uh, Matt, I really like the bit where uh, Matt's impression of the Dalai Lama, which sounded more like a frosted Lucky Charm leprechaun. Could he please recite some famous phrases for me in this voice? A couple of suggestions are this. You want the truth, you can't handle the truth. Go on then, Matt. Well, hang on. I have, there's a bit of a sample of it here. So what do you I've mean? Got... You've got to build the item. Oh, I can't remember what the voice is. <laughs> That's you doing That's the Dalai Lama, quiet. is it? You are free. Hello. You are free. Okay, I've got it. Right, you're back in the... That's me. Well, well what do I have to say? You want... <clears throat> you you want... are the truth. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> well and done. And the next one? The next one is, on my command, unleash hell. On my command, unleash hell. <laughs> I find it macabre. Yeah. <laughs> now, go on, then, then oh, it says, I'm the, I'm the punishment of God. If you'd not committed great sins, God would not have sent a punishment like me upon you. That's oh, Genghis Khan. <clears throat> I am the punishment of God. If you had not committed great sins, God would not have sent a punishment like me upon you. Well, that's uh, Matt Morgan there. Send in your requests for uh, Matt to do that voice. Oh, no, come on. I'll lose my voice to that. audio booms. won't be able to podcast. So you won't be able to podcast. You're already sat there sedentary in a chair, basically immobile, hopeless as a man. Yes, I know, but it's getting better, actually. Is it the back good oak? Play, yeah. play, uh, play us a jingle then, baby. Play us some jingles. Play us a jingle. 
Add one to your phone. Not that, Bob. What is that? We've had that. It's James Johnson. This sort of style. Twenty-five seconds. Too long for you? All right. Belly bounce. Let's get belly bounce man on the phone. Where is he? Hang on, let's just tidy up what happened with Lauren Harris, because we said yeah. we were going to get on the show. I heard a rumour she wanted 20 grand. You got 400. I mean, what mm. did I do? <laughs> like, for 20 grand, what that woman's prepared to do. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but it's I, madness I think they on her part, because she should have, like, she's got a single to promote. 20 I think grand. let's promote her single, anyway. Yeah. Buy that single. By Lauren Harris. I mean, it's about me. It's about an it's imaginary affair. I'm a girl or, so, or something like that. Well... I mean, like, let, let, buy it anyway. I mean, like, it's about an imaginary affair with me that, as you know, I didn't have. Let's get the lyrics of it so we can uh, let's find see out if that's the, true. Find out the truth. I can't handle There's the a, truth. There's a line about Robin Longfellow in there. Well, then we'll know. If Robin we'll know. Longfellow features. Yeah, there they are. Come on then, read them out. <clears throat> this is her. Shall I do it as the Dalai Lama? <laughs> no, no, I think we've all had enough of that for one lifetime. Uh, I'm all dressed up, I've got nowhere to go. I'm all dressed up, I've got no one to show. All glammed up, but there's no one to see. And you're not answering me. Russell. Am I the... <laughs> I guess so. Mm. You said that you love me. You said that you cared. But well, I'm not a fool alone here instead. Read Don't take voice. advantage because I'm so in love. A romantic date is enough. I'm all dressed up with nowhere to go, blah, blah, blah. Oh, hang on. Give me a chance and you will see. The party's at home. The party's on me. Oh, dear. Here's that banana, will you, Neil? I'm all dressed up. I've got nowhere to go. That's not a reference. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear while you toss and turn. The lesson is done, baby, and you'll learn. Leaving me here when I should be with you. A woman alone. Such a bad thing to do. Sky blue nails and a brand new weave. Aha! Uh, a small little on. dress that you won't believe. High-heeled shoes and blood red smile. Fancy much time alone with me, Robin Longfellow. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's how good it is, just red, can you imagine it in Technicolor with actual music in the background? Go out and buy that single, which I thought I think is called Robin Longfellow by Lauren Harris. <laughs> uh, available now. Apologies for the, the banana, which we have banned. <laughs> the banana, mate. Uh, it's just part of life. Hold on a sec. Is there a subtle conflict brewing, says Seth, between the two games that you two do? Why don't you play both of your games simultaneously? We can call it Who's That Knocking at Your Telephone Neighbour's Door. Call up your telephone neighbour, present them with a scenario. Now, this is Seth, the pathway no. that people think is the path to peace, and it's not. That's, we need a two-state solution. We do. But I've said let's bin both ideas and move on. I like da 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 songs. Mm. I think right. that's the, let's have a bit more dun, 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 That's it. It works every time. Okay, you're right. This is time for us to move forward as broadcasters and men into the da-da-da-da songs. Yeah. And I kick one off? What do you mean? Well, do one. You do one. A bit of classical music. You do one. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. There you go. All right, well done. Here's yours. I'm not into it. Box. Oh, not another ad. You don't Go need on. to do an ad. You do. What do you mean? Just how do you know? Because I just know. What do you mean? You feel it in your There's waters. a window behind you with people, sweaty people, <laughs> worried people. Someone's wandering in here. We've oh, got, look, yeah, look, we've got very much like a birch box. Here's a birch here, box for me and a birch box for you. Why are you in here? Give us a, uh, would you give me a, uh, get a belly bounce man on a blur. We've had him on the blower. No, not that wrestler. That Mickey Mouse, charlatan El Nordico. <laughs> <laughs> Real belly bounce. Geezer from Northern Ireland. Oh, yeah. The actual guy. Well, Case is over. You've got to 
What's the background of the case? You've got He to... belly bounced an old lady off his path. Now he's been found guilty of, I think, common assault or aggravated assault. Conviction and so he got a suspended sentence of two of years. Two years, so he doesn't have to go to prison. But, but he... more importantly, he invented the belly bounce. I mean, look... Even Genghis Khan, who's just been referenced, of course, there was the brutality, the murder, the p- awful sex offences, too numerous and evil to recount. Millions. But without him, we wouldn't have... Well, I don't know. Does. What would we have? <laughs> I don't know, really. I mean, he just, I think he comes across as a pretty great guy. <laughs> <laughs> when you were a big fan of... Uh, who's the other sort of military commander you used to go on about? Alexander, Alexander the Great. Alexander Great, yeah. 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 What are you up to? <laughs> Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great. Podcasts. I mean, where's it all leading, all of this? What's the next step in the... Uh, so we, Oh, actually, today is the premiere of the documentary. The film's out now, yes. What, and Avengers 2? No, not Avengers <laughs> 2. A meaningless spectacle. <laughs> although probably very entertaining, if you're diverting, if you wanted to go and see it. No, Emperor's New Clothes, starring me... Go and see that if you want. If you don't, probably you're a, a young person. You might be able to just watch it on the internet with, in ways that I can't even conceive of. This is from Sabrina. Hello, Russell, Matt and G. I have a question for Russell. Are you as demanding and aggressive as you've been appearing in my dreams? Am I, Matt? In her dreams? Because demanding. if you are, I love you, but you're terribly frightening. On a, on a side note, I mean, basically this woman's saying that she dreamt about me and in her dreams... I was, you were demanding and aggressive. That's very... You, you can be, but... Can be. I have my moments. Increasingly less so as you... Mature. Wilt. And they like <laughs> wither. <laughs> as you slowly give up. No, yeah, well, what's the point in trying? I might as well go and run watch some people pick up coins from the mud. Pass a few hours. Have you heard about sleep technology, Matthew? I mean, you're the world's laziest man. If anyone should know about it, it's you. Sleep technology? I do know something sleep about that. Sleep for ten hours a night, they say, at Real Madrid to their top players, Gareth Bow, etc. Have a kip for two hours in the middle of the afternoon, then another one at five. What, even if you've slept for ten hours that night? Yeah, kipping the old day long. Sleep. That's how the Real Madrid are good, apparently. Kipping. They've kipped their way to the top. They've siestered their way to supremacy. Well, I sleep a lot. Well, I did sleep a lot more before I had a child. But, yeah. Um... I'd like to do lucid dreaming, right? And there's these oh. eye goggle things that you put on when you fall asleep, mm. and it has a flashing red light. And it, so, in your dream, you'll start to be aware of something flashing because your brain will incorporate the light into the story of your dream, right? Like maybe Night Rider. It's the front grill of Night Rider. It Rider. could be that. Or Darth Vader's lightsaber going on and off. Yeah, <laughs> or him just going, just fiddling with it. He's like waiting for something. Are you scared? Um, Darth, just stop playing that. You look at someone. Um, yeah. So, like your brain. If you're, if if you're lucky, you'll go ah, oh, lucid dreaming. Oh, that headset, and be aware that you're dreaming while you're in your dream. Then you can take control of your I dream. I love that concept. Do anything. People get into it and do it properly. If they take like herbal supplements, which make it easier, and then you wear this headset, you should get into that. So lucid run, dreaming. I'm just laying in bed doing all sorts of <laughs> explorations. I'd love to just romp around in my own unconscious mind. You could fly, you could go back through all sorts of memories. Haven't all the storylines got to incorporate this flashing red light? Like, no, because oh, I think it turns I'm off. in a traffic jam. <laughs> Someone's going to turn right in a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> I, think the, I think the red light is on a timer. And so, it's just an induction mechanic. Yeah, once you're in, then it turns off. Oh, Sting's round. He's bothering Roxanne again. No, nope, no, so she can turn it off again. Yeah, yeah. see, yeah. I'm yeah. doing no, comedy here. No, this is actual brilliant. comedy. Yeah. I mean, I'm referring to things that got red lights, but I think it's, it fills your whole vision. So it's not like you see a little LED in the distance. It's like the whole thing's going throbbing, throbbing red, like a uteral war. Yeah. So maybe it recreates a new what? Some yeah, like when well, you're back in the womb. 
Mm. And then I think it'd be like there's a huge fire or something like that in your dream. I'd love to lucidly dream. Yeah, you should get into it. You're the sort of bloke who'd probably do pretty well at it. I might get addicted and never get out of bed again. That'd be the problem, Matthew. No. I might lucid dream my life away. Ah, birch box. Forgot about that. What can you expect from Birchbox Man? Well, for just $20 a month, subscribers receive a monthly box of gear and grooming upgrades. There's stuff here. There are whiskey stones, which are stones you keep in the freezer and put in whiskey, and it's better than ice. I can't tell you the truth. I'm not not even listening to (laughs) you. I'm doing other stuff. I'm doing my ads for this. Head over to birchbox.com and use promo code Russell because he's really into this stuff, I'm to not, get I'm not 100 Birchbox I points with the purchase of your subscription. That's $10 to spend towards your new favourite products. Birchbox, woo, yeah, look at this box full of stuff here. There's a little spray. <laughs> look at you. Billy Jealousy you spray. Ass. You know what that is. It's an aftershave. Yeah, this is good, Russell. You should get into this. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. It's Russell and Matt and Mr. G Podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to get involved in the show, email your questions. Ding dong, who's that knocking at your door? Telephone neighbours, general codswallop, anything you want to Russell and Matt at audioboom.com. Russ, Matt, G, Audio Boom. As you know, I'm one of the great runners around. <laughs> now, there's another fella who's doing it called Bradley Garrett. I'd like, I've got a lot of inquiries and a lot of questions for Bradley. What could I be clambering up and down? Is there any laws that I should particularly be breaking? What is the summit of urban, what's it called? Well, he calls it, his book is called Explore Everything, Hacking, the, no, Place Hacking the City. I love it. So I want a place hack. I've been place hacking. He invented the same thing that he's going this on This is about. like nylon, which hacking I also places. wear. I love it. I love it. Me, me and Bradley Wiggins are going to space hack Bradley our way. Garrett. Garrett. Are going to space hack our way to the future. Stop sniffing away at your bird box, you dirty <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Do you want some bio on Brad? Yeah, give us the facts on Brad, because I'm suddenly revitalised. I know you are. Garrett, Garrett, Bradley Garrett, describes place hacking as, right? Yep. See if this concurs Resonates. with your idea. Go on. Seeing the city like a puzzle, computer game you said. Yes, yes. And putting those pieces together. The more we feel like there are things we can't do and places we can't see, the more urban exploration has capacity to give people hope. Bradley, you speak to me. This is like you've taken on a persona called Bradley. Bradley, who cares if you watch Jerkoff Instruction? What business is it of theirs? Here, listen to this. He currently works at the University of Southampton, has given TED Talks. That's one of your things to do, isn't it? You want to he's do done that? a TED Talk. Yeah, you'd love to do that. Oh, I'd love to set talk on. to Teddy. Uh, he's been arrested by British Transport Police at Heathrow Airport. How dare they arrest Brad, my brother in arms? Get him on the phone. Get Brad? Bradley. Brad? Brad? Breakfast ready? Brad? He's probably out running. Hello. Is that you, Bradley? <laughs> Russell, Matt, how are you guys doing? We feel Very really good. optimistic. Are you a young man in your 20s? In my 20s. I'm in my 30s now, but I can pretend I'm in my 20s, or I do most times. Bradley, this uh, this space hacking that you do, can you explain yeah. it to us using your own words or any words that happen to be available? <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, basically the idea is that, is that uh, the world around us is increasingly inaccessible. Yes. We want, if, if we want to access it, we have to trespass. We have to trespass. What is we this concept tres- of trespass? So, so it doesn't even sound like a real word. <laughs> the idea, the idea is... is, is the idea of place hacking is mm. that 
the world is increasingly a closed system, right? And in order to get behind the code, in order to access this, the, the, the sort of underbelly of this system, you have to find a little loophole and you've got to exploit it. So that's, that's the hack, right? You've got to find, I mean, yeah, you did it the other day at Rothermere's house, right? You, you go over the fence, you find the ladder, you get up on the scaffolding. Um, Bradley, I've been doing it like crazy lately. I space hacked my way down a ladder onto the, the riverbanks of the Thames. I space hacked my way over a fence into Barbican. What should I be saying, Matthew? Place hack. I place place hacked my way into my own bottom for half an hour. <laughs> and I apologise to me later, but by God, I didn't mean it. Arse pass in the trespass. Uh, and like, so, like, what, yeah, but for me, it's, it's very liberating and freeing. And I find that, it's, as I was saying to Matthew earlier, as well as hacking through geographical space, you hack through so psychological space for example when i was in this church earlier i had the realization that sometimes religion seems inaccessible to us because it seems like antiquated old and irrelevant language the same way as you don't really register a church when you're running through the city you just think oh yeah church you don't bother but in there there is sanctuary and peace the same as in the antiquated language of say christianity there are codes in a language that didn't know about psychology and technology so it's always opening up new territories in my mind you know it's really fascinating tell us about some of your good ones some sneaky places you've place hacked the heck into well where to begin i mean i've climbed every major construction site in london you are joking me 12 no I've, I've, i climbed the shard when it was under construction Hold you climbed up the shard what on the outside or the inside the, the inside i took the stairs i took the easy way you just you sneak in and you climb up yeah, absolutely. The, uh, I like this. Well, yeah, I climbed over the bridge. There's a bridge um, from, from London Bridge over to Guy's Hospital. There was a bridge there, and they had scaffolding on top of it. I climbed over the scaffolding, got down to the bottom, and the security guard was asleep in his hut. I just ran in the building and took the stairs. No and then problem. you're just free in the building. Oh. Yeah. The other it. day, I, mean, I ran into look, a lawyer's office and jumped through a window. What you're saying is so important, though, because this, the thing is, we're carrying around all of this social conditioning in our bodies all day long, right? And we don't realize how we censor ourselves. And what happens, what you're finding is when you cross over that boundary, all of a sudden that social conditioning breaks open, right? Yes. You find yourself able to think about the world in a different way and to do things that you wouldn't normally do. That is what, that, that is what the hack is all about. Yes, it's, it's liberating, and it's like that we sort of, I was saying that we sort of unquestioningly accept that we stay on prescriptive paths, like this is what you do, you go here, you don't go there. So it sort of, it sort of really sort of woken me up, it's had a meditative quality. I noticed that, that in the city there were these uh, sort of mini bins attached to lampposts, and it says for cigarette butts and chewing gum, and I thought, God, both of these products are these ways of coping with the ridiculousness of life, you know, and they can't mm. have they can't have proper bins anymore because terrorists might put bombs in there. It was such a sort of odd indicator of where we are as a society. So, what, what the indicators are all around us of a city that we can no longer participate in. If, if, if you want to participate in any sort of political processes in the city in any meaningful way, you have to trespass. You have to cross those boundaries. I love it. Yeah. I mean, like, I got all that anti-climb paint on my hands, but even that was okay as I was wiping it <laughs> yeah, off on yeah. grass like dog poo. I felt like uh, really sort of, yeah, I felt sort of liberated and connected to the world again. It's like the city becomes this sort of anodyne, sanitized place that's not for you. You, you just skim along the surface, not properly penetrating. Do you think, Bradley, that it's responsible of us to, as we are now about to do, encourage people to start space hacking? And the first one that dies as a result of it's nothing to do with us, you coward, <laughs> letting everyone down with us by being clumsy, <laughs> climbing up a building site, you fool. What were you thinking? Take your freedom back, you fools. What do you think, Bradley? Uh, I think that we can encourage people to start on a small scale. But, start uh, on a small yeah, scale. I mean, I mean let, let's not encourage people to open up a sewer and go into it at, 
at Ooh. this point in time. But Am I, what, so, what, what sort of things... Uh, tell me some tips, because it is like a computer game. What should I be? Now I'm a bit more advanced. I've li- listened, listened to some of my exploits. The other day, I was in Grey's Inn. I ran sort of under a barrier, and I see, like, through an office, I see a sash window at the back. I darted into the office, simply ran in. Oh, in fact, the window was shut. I opened the window, jumped out, and I was in a quad, and then darted across the lawn like a little fox boy. That's good, isn't it? Now, what's really, the next... Really. I don't know if I'm ready to... Well, construction he's sites... He's been arrested. Yeah. Right. Bradley, that is a gauntlet that's been cast down there. <laughs> I am going to get arrested so hard before the next podcast. Look, look, we've got good weather coming up, and this is good news, because you know what it means. People start opening their windows. And in we go, Brad! <laughs> and in we go. <laughs> and if we want to wank on their pillars, that's our business! <laughs> no, we don't, don't do that. Don't, but what do you do, do with these... When you go in these open windows, Brad, what happens next? Uh, exploration is what happens. Hold on, you don't just go into someone's I mean, I mean, gaff, look, do look, you? It's worth, it's worth saying, and it's worth saying for your listeners. It's really important. If you know, if if a building, I would never, I would never trespass into a residential structure, right? I wouldn't go into someone's house. Right? Me neither. We're talking, we're talking about ha- hacking public infrastructure and at times corporate infrastructure. Right? Yeah. So so going into sewer systems, going into bunkers, going into electricity tunnels, going into abandoned tube stations, climbing around in construction sites. These are all things I endorse. Going into someone's house, you're just a dickhead. Yeah, that's a different thing. That's uh, what's that called? Lurking, perving, oddity. Yeah, don't go into someone's little private little cavern. But when it's those other spaces that you've described, smash your way in. Smash the back doors. I'd like doors to go in. to an abandoned tube station. Well, we can. There's one near here. There's Strand. Yeah, well, yeah. Oldwich. Old Russell old Brand. We're down the I don't Strand. Get How'd you get in one? Don't be such a coward. How do we get in, Brad? Down the Strand. <laughs> Strand is a tricky one. Mm. Um, maybe try maybe try Lord's abandoned station. That's a where's that? Easier. What you need is you need a tube. You need an abandoned tube station <laughs> that is within running distance of a portal. So you've got you know a portal that. What goes like in Matrix? Portal. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> you need a portal that goes from overground to underground. That that is one million free. Your entry into the secret system. You smoke weed, Brad. <laughs> Don't you undermine Brad. Brad is a free man of the I'm land. Wondering. Chris, up to Brad. I do you, Brad. Brad. I weed. Okay, occasionally, I. Why wouldn't weed. you? That's up to you, Brad. To explain your lifestyle down to the nearest, last, most recent orgasm, and what did it go into? <laughs> Was it a residential window? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll tell you my most recent orgasm. It was last week. It was in it was in North Wales, and we found a quarry uh, that was filled with cars that the council had been dumping down there in the 1970s. Cool. That's and cool. I got we got into this quarry. Check this out. We got to the bottom, and there was a lake down there that was crystal blue, and there were about two dozen cars piled up inside the lake, reaching towards this sunbeam that was breaking through the ceiling. It was the most incredible thing I've seen in a. This very is heavenly. Time. This is a, this is this is real. This is an actual place. You this is like it right says now. in St. Thomas's Gnostic uh, Gospel: "The kingdom of heaven is spread upon the earth, and man sees it not." There you were down in an abandoned quarry, and there was a, a pool at the bottom with piled-up cars—a heavenly sight. And that's the other thing I've noticed, Bradley. I've been getting into these amazing conversations, like with these guys down on the beach at the banks of the Thames, looking for Roman coins. Very sort of. Oh yeah, the mudlarkers. The mudlarkers. I had wonderful chats with them. Suddenly, like all these connections are available. Suddenly, it's a reclamation of space in a different way. Suddenly. Walking itself becomes a radical act or this place hacking thing. There's something inherently radical and reclaiming in it, no? 
Well, look, the next step from going from from the liminal zone of the beach of the Thames, which, which you know you can access legally. You can. I don't know if you've been to the. Because I'm a liminal. The reclaim the beach parties. They're they're amazing. But look, the next step from there is to go up the floodgates into the hidden rivers of London. You Are you up- Morpheus and am I Neo? And can we play Matrix around oh my, my house later? Up the floodgates <laughs> into the hidden rivers of London. The That's floodgates it, yeah. to the hidden rivers of London. This is amazing. <laughs> this is the future, baby. Go up, go up the floodgates into the fleet at Blackfriars. That, that How do I get in there? That is the coolest hidden river. Show me the way. Um, I'll, t- I'll take you. Let's go next week. Yes. I'll take you. All right. Do you want to come, Matt? You want to yes. come, G? Yes. What do we wear? Can I dress uh, as Neo you're, you're from Matrix hip, 1? Hip-high fishing waders. The rest of it is optional. Hip-high fishing waders? I'm going to hear them. Neo wouldn't wear those. What about those plastic leather trousers you've got, Russell? They'd probably be pretty good for it. They'd probably be fine. If you lace up your boots tight enough, you'll be fine. I like this. I like this. Okay. I'm going to look... Oh, I'm turned on, Brad. All right, we'll, do, we'll uh, talk to each other some more. I'm really, really into all this stuff. Thanks very much. We've got to wrap up the podcast now, but we'll be talking to each other again, and we're going to go on adventures. Do you live in London, mate? Uh, I live in Southampton, but I'll come up anytime. What the hell are you doing down there? Get up here, you silly ass! All right, no, Brad, thanks very much. Thanks, What's Brad. your book called, Bradley, Cheers, so we guys. can we'll promote ex- your book? Ex- explore Everything, Play Sacking the City. Dirty devil. Cool. Nice work, Bradley. Cheers, man. Thank you. That was good, <laughs> you mate. guys. Have a good See one. See ya. Bye, mate. Bye. Bye. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. Let's place hack ourselves senseless, Matt. <laughs> you kept saying space hack. You didn't explain. You didn't explain it to jump me, mate. In. No, but you could. He could do place hacking. You do space hacking. Listen, we're rivals now. Matter. I'll bring him down. I'll destroy you, <laughs> Bradders. <laughs> Shall we summarise this show, Matthew? The only way we know how by using the poetry of Mr. G, who didn't have cans on, so he didn't hear the bit where Bradley explained a pool with cars in it, which I was rather hoping to hear of in a poem. Right. So if you ask me, G, hands <laughs> on, huh? He didn't have headphones. Cans. Headphones. Oh, headphones. I don't know what cans are. What do you but mean? I'm then? saying like, I'm surprised he didn't have cans on. He don't bother. Why don't you listen to the calls? I can G? hear it through. I can hear. I, I can. I can. You can hear in the room. Yeah. Well, let's see if there's bits of Bradley's chat in the poem. Okay. It's about time you start <laughs> to be challenged on these poems. <laughs> well, if you can see it in the poem, then Ooh. you know what I mean. Right? I know. It's there for you. It's all there for you. The reason I liked G when I first fell in love with him in that sort of way was because I thought this man is obstreperous and argumentative. Stands up for himself. <laughs> yeah. He's never stopped doing it. Good for him. Okay, this poem is called "The Piece That Fits." First impressions last, as the laws of light meet laws of art. Realities reduced to broken brushstrokes like a Monet sunrise in the dark. Watch the smallest of rudders, steer the largest of ships. Karma's flow must complete the puzzle as we place hack the piece that fits. Yet a super void exists between us and the Big Bang. History will make a trash heap of all the doozers' plans, but we can tap into the astral portals and dream beyond the traffic jams or dance our cares away, trespass and do the running man. Woo! Get out! He did it. He He incorporated the whole show in a poet form. I told you. How does he do it, this guy? I don't know. It's too much. (laughs) It's too much talent for one man. kinky. My God. My God, I've got to express myself. Do you remember when your little nephew went, somebody kiss this and pulled his winkle along? (laughs) That's how I feel every morning, baby. It reminds me of you. Oh, who do we give the poem to? Bradley. 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 As a sign of our respect. Yes. For a fellow... I mean, he's been up every building site in London. That's amazing. Impressive. I'm going to get myself in so much trouble with this, and probably soon a teenager is going to slip over and do his editing. Well, urban exploration, people going into old mental We don't own this. Like this is the world. Yeah. No, yeah. We're simply course. promoting it. Actually, there's As a, well as that other thing you, you have to like. do it undercover. There's a, there's a poet I know called Inor Ellums, and he runs a thing called The Midnight Run, uh-huh. where they, he starts at midnight and he walks through different cities around the world with loads of people from midnight to six in the morning, just exploring the city at night. Yeah, so things romantic. are all going on. Look at this wonderful world we're living in. Well, why is he calling it Midnight Run? run and then he walks 
Oh, come on, he's a poet, the guy's a poet. The poet. You've got a backache, you've got tonsil oh, Poetic licence in the very mo- title of the thing he does. You've got the licence from the get-go, baby. You've got the licence from the get-go. Oh, What's next at least from jog. you? <laughs> Brought to you by Audio Boom. 